because Neopets is like Scottish, right? Or no, it's, Neopets it's, it's is from the UK. Super Christian. Well, it's, but it's at least, that doesn't mean it's not Scottish. <laughs> What's up, nerds? It's basketball. Welcome to Horse, a basketball podcast about everything except for the wins and losses. My name is Mike Schubert, and I am joined, as always, by my trusted co-host, the having to tell women to stop talking to Jay-Z to Beyonce, Eric Silver. Eric, how's it going? Good. I I feel essential in this one because, listen, Jay-Z, I don't care who you're talking to. Just don't talk over your wife. Yeah, it's a bad look for anyone out of the loop at the most recent finals game. Some lady who uh, turned out the wife of the owner of the Warriors. Yeah, she was uh, sitting next to Beyonce and then Jay-Z was on the other side of Beyonce and she was leaning over having an engaging conversation with Beyonce and she looked very displeased so much so to the point where she like nudged the lady afterwards to be like, please stop talking to my husband who has a history of cheating on me. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep watching the gif. She's like, I really just need to let you know. Like at Jay Z, if you're in, he wasn't heter- doing anything wrong. If this you can't time. get to do it, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, I'm not saying that anyone owns each other and you can't talk to men or women accordingly. But like Jay Z, man, if someone beat you up in an elevator, you need to look at your life <laughs> and examine what got you to that point. I recently have been listening to a lot of Lemonade because it's finally on Spotify now that Homecoming came out. Mm-hmm. It's just wild that Beyonce was like, "Yeah, it's okay that you cheated on me. I am going to make a very famous album that is just making fun of you <laughs> for twelve." songs if that's cool this is your punishment the answer to that is yes there it was an actual question you just need to do it you know who never beats people up in an elevator oh hold on tell me the answer to this as we take a stroll into the teal memorial locker room no she's not actually dead now that we're here in the locker room eric (laughs) is it our new patrons it is our new patrons who are our new patrons hello to amy rio malagaya and Tao, and our new producer-level patrons, Hufflebuff, Hillary, Elizabeth, Agathen, and Samantha Rose, who went from $5 to $15, so they're joining the team. Who's the rest of that team? That team is Brianne Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa, Akano, Woucher Vandermaiden, Cody Powell, Salvatore Testa, Trust the Process, and did you know that James Harden went to Arizona State? I did. I'm surprised that person sticked around for more than one episode. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to keep taking your $15. I'm fine with it. It's great. Speaking I'm learning of... something new every day. <laughs> Speaking of taking $15, who's sponsoring us this episode? This episode, we are sponsored by Tavor. Tavor, it's the best way to get weird beer in your mouth. Mm, love a good weird beer in my belly. I've been using Tavor for years. Tavor is wonderful. You have their app. They show you a new beer from an interesting brewery once, twice a day. All you have to do is you click a button. You're like, oh, I want to try that beer. They show you the specs they show you the price you put it into your large crate and then eventually someone just sends you a ton of beer it's great and even if you're a tiny baby boy like me who doesn't drink lots of beer but you do know the specific type you like you can just search stout beer please and then you can find that because there's other beers that i can't do like an ipa oh no i don't want to drink a loaf of bread no thank you here's the secret ipas 
they're bad. They're gross as hell. They taste like hops and nothing else. But Davor can give you ridiculous other beers. I'm super into sours. I love fruit being combined with sours. I just got one that was like this huckleberry sour that tastes like Starburst, and I wouldn't have been able to find it without Tavor. And with Tavor, you can get $10 of credit after your first purchase of $25 or more if you use the promo code HORSE. So after you download the app, you can put the code in, or if you already have it, you can hit the three horizontal lines in the top left, go to promo codes, put in HORSE, and you'll get $10 after you make your first purchase of $25 or more. Free beer, what's better? Nothing, nothing is better than free beer. Nice. I want that on my tombstone. I want that in my obituary. I want that in every profile that is written about me. I want mine to say that I dunked once, even though I never have. Oh, I also want that. (laughs) That is Tavor, T-A-V-O-U-R. You can get $10 of credit after your first order of $25 or more if you use horse in the app. Before we leave the locker room, we do want to talk about something that's happening in, like, two weeks. Very soon. Very soon. June 21st at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Multitude will be performing. Multitude Live. We just had a meeting yesterday about all of the fun stuff that we're going to do. I'm very excited about it. There's going to be stuff from Horse, Spirits, Join the Party, Potterless, all sorts of good stuff. All your favorite Multitude dudes on stage having a blast. You are not going to want to miss it. If you're in New York City, please come to the show. We'll do a meetup either the day of, the day before something, so it'll be a whole fun experience. Come through June 21st. Yes, you can go to multitude.production slash live to get the link to buy your tickets. This is not something you want to miss. Tickets are going fast, so please buy them now. You can see my face. You can see Mike's face. You can see us in the meat space. We may be playing NBA Jam. We cannot confirm, but it may happen. We're trying. (laughs) If We will try to play NBA Jam. That's the best we could do. So please come out again, multitude.productions slash live. And that wraps up the locker room. So now that we're all dressed and ready to go, how about we talk about some fun stuff in our first segment, which we like to call Full Court Press. Get it? Like the news? Mike, you know what? I I can't. I got to be honest with you. I don't get it. Well, it's okay. You have a couple more days until the next NBA Finals game, so you can rest (laughs) up and maybe you'll know what's happening. I'll rehab and try to figure out what's going on with Full Court Press. In the past two weeks... Some absolutely wild stuff has happened, so much so that we can't talk about all of it. We can't talk about the giant bombshell that was dropped on the Lakers. Remember how we kept getting surprised that the Lakers had wild things happening to them? And then Baxter Holmes released a really long article just saying, hey, the Lakers are actually way worse than you thought. Yeah, it was like, oh, Kobe Bryant wants to hang out with Heath Ledger? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad he's dead. If you want to read that, just Google Lakers 2.0 Baxter Holmes. You'll get it. Wild read. But there were many other wild things that happened more recently. Very quickly... Last night in game three, Kyle Lowry went for a loose ball, went into the stands, and then got pushed by a Golden State Warriors fan for no good reason. And this dude turned out to be a minority owner of the team. And now the Warriors were like, you can't come to any more games. Mark Stevens, which is 5,000% the name of a minority investor in the San Francisco Warriors. There's no way he could be a venture capitalist. He, Mike, I'll tell you, he's a venture capitalist. Uh, he's no longer allowed to go to any of the NBA Finals game, which goes to show, don't shove anyone no matter how rich you are. No, don't do it. There were some other revelations that were revealed last night. Paul Pierce finally put to bed the rumors of the Paul Pierce wheelchair game. So for anyone unaware, back, was it was it 10 years ago? Uh, I don't know exactly. Paul Pierce pooped wheelchair. <laughs> I'm Googling Paul, <laughs> Paul Pierce poop wheelchair. In the 2008 NBA Finals, Paul Pierce went down with what appeared to be a knee injury, was rolling on the ground in pain, had to be lifted by his teammates off the court onto a wheelchair. He was wheelchaired off to the locker room and then came back 
pretty shortly afterwards, looking totally fine and very springy and pep in his step, and then came out to dominate the rest of the game and ended up winning that game. It was huge. It was this iconic moment in Celtics history. Yeah, and I don't care what follows next because it's still amazing. So what followed next is people speculating of like, why did he have to go in a wheelchair? Why didn't he limp off the court? Why did he make people carry him? Then there was this image going around of what looked like it might have been a doo-doo stain on his shorts, but then there were rumors that that picture was actually from a different game and not that one, and people saying it was sweat and all this stuff. So it was one of those NBA folklore things like, hey, Paul Pierce pooped his pants. That's why he had to go in the wheelchair. Because yeah, all the confused. cool kids poop their pants. But the whole thing was like, why did he have to leave in the wheelchair and then come back so soon? So last night in the press booth, Paul Pierce said that he just had to go to the bathroom and everyone was like, ah, yes, this thing that we had all just decided was not going to come up again. Thank you for giving <laughs> us this information. But then Paul Pierce took to Twitter after the game to say that he didn't poop his pants. He just had to go to the bathroom, which that doesn't make any sense, Paul, because you could have just walked off the court. <sighs> just Paul Pierce is so confusing to me. As to, like, why he would be like, yeah, let me just laugh at myself for a bit, but then not be cool with laughing at himself. It's like, you told us that you had to poop, Paul. Like, this was your fault. I just don't know how this comes up. Like, it's not even the Easter Conference Finals. The Celtics aren't even in there. Like, Paul Pierce, why are you offering this up? I mean, in Paul Pierce's defense, they did reference that game because it was a game three of the NBA Finals. But you don't have to be like, hey, guys, guess what? Like, that's the kind of thing when you've had too many drinks and you're like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to tell my friend this. But not... The kind of thing you say completely sober on national television, almost unprompted. My favorite thing about it is that Paul Pierce, it's like it's weighing on him. He's like, he has guilt. He's like, I have a confession to make. I just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Listen, something went down. I just really had to go to the bathroom. Those are quotes. I didn't make that up. He literally said that in front of Jalen Rose and Chauncey Billups. And then Jalen Rose goes, oh, you were streaking. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap up Full Court Press, let's talk about something that is very... It makes me happy in it's a confused so way. It's so good. So Kawhi Leonard, who might be a robot, it hasn't been confirmed or denied whether or not he is a human being. I want to say something about this before <laughs> we go in, because I saw a lot of people on NBA Twitter being like, oh man, everyone's bagging on Kawhi. Kawhi is supposed to be like an introvert hero. He's like the star we all deserve, who doesn't really love talking to people. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't think an introvert would get their uncle to force them to get out of playing on the Spurs. Mm -hmm. Second of all, Kawhi says shit that is more than just being an introvert. He might actually have something wrong with his programming. He's just a wild human being slash robot slash cyborg, whatever he is. But there was an article posted on The Athletic that kind of talked about what Kawhi was like in his college days. And apparently he had a very interesting method of trash talking. <laughs> so this is one of his teammates said, the most he talked was on the hard court. And Kawhi was not afraid to let you know you weren't going to score on him, that you couldn't get past him or that he would score on you. Every time the ball went through the net, he just said, bucket. Bucket. That was it. Like, I've heard people saying buckets plural. I've never heard a single person singular just say bucket. It sounds like a World of Warcraft emote. Like, I have my bucket emote. I just push that and that's all I have. Another one of the teammates clarifies saying, yeah, most people would say like, oh, I'm about to get buckets on you. He was just like, buckets. Layups. Just one word. A third teammate says, he'd be like, you're not scoring. Or he'd be like, no. No, no. He'd just move his error, feet. Error. <laughs> he'd just move his feet away and say, no. If he was grabbing a rebound, he'd say, give me that. Or board man. Board or man. <laughs> or board man gets paid. Board man which, gets paid. Ridiculous. Board man gets paid. His coach then clarified saying, if I heard it once, I heard it 50 times. 
quote, board man. I'm a board man. That's what he said. Absolutely. I'm a board man. Yeah, I'm a board man. Board man gets paid. He spoke in <laughs> phrases like that. And then last night, a reporter after the game was like, hey, this article is going live and viral. Did you actually say this stuff? And Kawhi was like, yes, it was just the mentality that we had in college was that if you work hard and get a lot of rebounds, that's how you can get paid and, and get a salary in the NBA. So that was just our mentality that if you were a board man, you get paid. Do you understand <laughs> that getting rebounds? He clarified why rebounds were important. So it's like, yeah, if you get a big <laughs> rebound and then you get an offensive rebound, like that's what makes you get paid in the NBA. Yeah, he's like, rebounds are very essential to winning an NBA basketball game. I like, am the board man. <laughs> I hit the boards. I am bored. It made me think of like when you're in algebra slash geometry class in high school and you have to do the proofs yeah. like you have to prove why this angle has to be acute or so why does you board have to man write, get paid you have to write in sentences and be like if you get rebounds that is good for your team if you are good for your team you have a spot to play professionally if you play professionally you will get paid thus by the transitive property <laughs> a board man gets paid <laughs> QED. QED. Board man gets paid. <laughs> it's just all of these are at least tangentially related to trash talk, but saying I'm a board man, like no one's ever <laughs> said that. No human being has ever said that. It's on Kawhi's Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Board Kawhi, man. 27. Made a ton of money, really close with my uncle. Very board large man. hands. B- board man. <laughs> board man. Every time he swipes left, he just goes, no. 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 Yes. <laughs> Buckets. And, and then, when he messages people, he just goes, sex. <laughs> Buckets. Relationship. Dating. <laughs> wine bar. Buckets. No, wine bar's two words. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, bar. P- Pino. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for Full Core Press. I understood it. There you go. Mike, you're such a good board man. You know, I'm just out here trying to get paid. Yo, podcaster get paid. Podcast man gets paid. Pod- audio man get paid. Joke man gets paid. Ooh, I like joke man get joke paid. Joke man. I'm a joke man. I'm going to get that. That's going to be the uh, personalized jersey I'm going to get you. It says joke, joke man, man on the back. Joke man 69. <laughs> on this episode of That Actually Happened. Whoa, that actually happened. Whoa. Mike, as you know, it's my f- single favorite thing to talk about uh, the NBA as if it is an office. Right. You've had some experience getting transferred and moving around and working mm-hmm. within a company. And, you know, we've all left jobs and uh, had to get hired by other jobs. And, you know, your manager brings you in an office and it's pretty awkward and everyone knows, but it's a little weird. Mike, did you know that there is no formal process to tell a player when they are traded? Oh, I guess not. But I, I'm surprised there isn't some formal thing that everyone just doesn't abide by right like you would expect that like you get pulled into the coach's office or the coach is going to always going to be the first person to tell you right but a lot of the time that doesn't happen i'm not surprised that people learn about it in different ways like from the agent or from twitter or whatever but i am surprised that there's no official thing from the nba that is like you send a memo or whatever there is like you know the team itself but i don't think ever all the research that i was doing here it doesn't seem like the team or the coach has an obligation to let you know in this very sort of straightforward like codified sort of way so what happens is that these players find out in the most buck wild ways possible i agree and mike i have a quick survey of stories that i would love to share with you about nba players who found out they got traded in strange ways i would love to hear them this also makes me think about different aspects of thinking it like an office because there was a time when i switched from my engineering job to my first podcasting job where you know you have the company email and then Mm. they shut down my company email at like 10 a.m on the day i was leaving do people get 
company emails? Like, does Lance Stevenson have Lance at Lakers.com? And then he's it L. gets Steven- deleted. He's L. Stevenson at Lakers.com. He's born ready at Lakers.com. <laughs> the eighth grader at Lakers.com. Well, Kawhi is boardman at Raptors.com. Or he gets a hold of he gets to hold boardman no matter honestly, where he goes. Honestly, he's probably boardman at Netscape.net. <laughs> At fredster.edu. <laughs> I don't know how he acted, but that, that's how he ended up getting out. No, Kawhi is definitely the kind of person who still has his college email address. Oh, yeah. 100%. And he still uses it for like business stuff. I wish I still had my college email address. I could get discounts on stuff. I wish you. Listen, I wish I had any benefit from going to college. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> my, Rice allowed you to make multiple email aliases, which oh, was very fun. Sick. So I had as a default... MJS14. Yeah. I had Mike.Schubert at rice.edu. And then I did two of my three aliases. One of them I did Shubes at rice.edu. Mm-hmm. And then another one I did your mother at rice.edu because your mom at rice.edu was taken. You're so funny. You're the joke man. <laughs> joke man gets joke man paid. Gets paid. <laughs> joke man gets paid. Okay. We're going to start out with just a pretty simple one. PJ Tucker thought he was going to be safe from getting traded. The trade deadline had just passed. So he went into shower. Pretty soon, his teammates. <laughs> went in there and got him out of the shower to tell him that he got traded to Toronto. So PJ Tucker does his suds and up, getting clean. He thinks he's okay. And then all of his teammates are like, hey, Peach, <laughs> Peach, can I come in? Uh, Jerry Dudley was actually the one who told him. So Jerry Dudley is like, uh, PJ, uh, are I know you, you're how naked. naked are you? How <laughs> naked are you right now? Oh, man. That's wild. Yeah. There's a fun one about Doug McDermott. There are a lot of stories about players being asleep and finding out. Well, that's They're the thing. always napping. Well, the problem is, I mean, think about it. If you need to be at like peak physical form from weird hours like 7 o'clock at night until 11 o'clock at night, right. you would want to sleep before then. You like Most people get tired across that time span. So it's very, very common for players to take naps during the middle of the day. I am not surprised because their nap time is like people's normal working hours. My understanding is most NBA players nap from like two to four. Actually, yeah, you know, you nailed it. A lot of these players found out in the middle of the afternoon mm-hmm. and then they got they would. Uh, so Doug McDermott took a nap after his shoot around while he was with the Knicks. He was five minutes asleep and then the, he got a loud phone call. and He's like, oh, wait, this isn't my alarm. This is my phone number. And he's, uh. he's tired. And he, and he picked up the phone and he realized that he got traded. But Scott Perry did tell him that he got traded. So that was kind of nice. Thank you, Scott Perry. Keep that streak of not doing dumb shit since you got hired for the Knicks. That's the only way. <laughs> we can look good is by not being bad uh here's another one about falling asleep uh justin anderson out of the atlanta hawks was in rehab he fell asleep while he was on the massage table oh okay so like basketball rehab not like rehab rehab sorry no basketball <laughs> rehab like he, like he was injured okay he's like yeah i my ankle hurts and also i can't do drugs <laughs> uh so he was in a basketball rehab and he fell asleep on the massage table so he got a facetime from the trainer drew handlin and he's like yo what's good and drew said how do you feel <laughs> and justin was like Man, I feel good. I just got a massage. I'm about to go work out. And he's like, no, you dummy. You just got traded. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if these trade situations, while people are in the middle of using team facilities, is it like John Wick where the clock strikes and he has to stop? Well, I won't give spoilers, but someone from the John Wick world is helping out John Wick with something. Mm -hmm. And then once the excommunicado starts, the second it starts, the guy's like, I can't help you do anything anymore. So I'm wondering, like, is PJ Tucker in the shower? He's all suds it up. There's a bunch of shampoo in his hair and they just kill the water and they're like you have been traded you cannot finish the shower like and he can't 
can't use a towel. You have three minutes to leave the facility or you have the security will come and get you. Do people try to take a bunch of stuff on the way out? Like, what if you what if you are Doug McDermott? You're on the Knicks and one of your best friends is a big Knicks fan. Do you just steal a bunch of Knicks towels, warm up shirts, socks, just like throw them all in your bag? I would totally do that. Before I left my past jobs, oh, I was like stealing snacks. I was taking envelopes. I was like, here are all these useful things that oh, I would get for free. Good. Yeah, I, I took a lot I of a envelopes. Stapler. I definitely took a stapler. The, I didn't take anything big, but the envelopes that I took from my engineering job were ones that had the old company logo on them so they were going to recycle them anyway so i was like oh i might as well take these so if you were one of the first like 125 people to get a sticker from potterless that's why there was big sharpie x marks over the top left because the return address was my old employer that's funny <laughs> that's funny when Kawhi got traded from the spurs and they were so acrimonious i can feel like he's one of those people who just like takes one of his giant hands and just like takes all the pretzels from the break room and then oh, walks yeah. out with it he's just palming an entire microwave i wonder what is the policy because like they get so much stuff they get so much stuff they have I'm sure tons take, of I'm sure t-shirts and warm-ups stuff. and shorts like i guess they don't make you give them back but like what i feel do like you, do if you sweat all? in something you own it <laughs> that's the rule for me here's a fun one about your good friend inez Cantor. oh so uh, and, he used to be my good friend now he's not in the Knicks. so fuck him so nah, he's, he's fine he's, he's not okay. your friend uh international <laughs> terrorist inez Cantor. <laughs> so here's a funny story so he was doing a basketball camp in oklahoma city for orphans oh no <laughs> and then and then oh, he no. got a phone call and he was like, uh, hey, I'm in the middle of a clinic for orphans. And uh, his assistant was like, no, you really need to take this. And his manager was like, hey, don't look too excited, but you just got traded to the Knicks. <laughs> so at the end of the camp, they did the thing. They were go one, two, three, team. So they were supposed to say one, two, three, thunder. So Inez was like, okay, Knicks on three. And all of the kids who were from Oklahoma City started booing him. <laughs> he was like, have... boo, no, <laughs> boo, I hate the Knicks, boo. He should have said like, Let's say Ennis Cantor is great on three. That would have been much better, but this is a much better story. Oh, I have some quick hits okay. here. DeMar DeRozan got traded while uh, he found out while he was on his way to Jack in the Box. I did. Which hear I just that. thought was funny. And then he just sat in his car in the Jack in the Box parking lot for like two hours because he was very confused. <laughs> uh, Harrison Barnes got traded in the middle of a game. That shit was wild. That happened so this year. Wild. A wild experience. He, like, Harrison Barnes actually took it on the chin. So here's what happened there were six minutes left left in the games between the Mavs and the Hornets where news broke that Barnes was being traded so all of the cameras just turned to Harrison Barnes and he luckily he was on the bench yeah. I don't know what would have happened if he was playing do you get immediate like emergency subbed out like I don't know what you're supposed to do yeah it's like oh with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter uh, they've intentionally fouled uh, Luka Doncic Mark Cuban <laughs> ran out on the court and he's saying no stop <laughs> it's really strange the video is so cold it's just like Harrison Barnes is like staring straight ahead i feel really bad does mark cuban when he tells someone that they're traded does he go up to them does he bring them into his office and then say harrison we really want to free up some cap space so that we can try to make a big push in for agency this year and for that reason you're out he's yeah like, what <laughs> like you're on the kings now and Lori's like i would take a bid on harrison barnes i believe in him oh ben mclemore discovered he was heading back to san francisco while he was on facebook live Oh. <laughs> also, uh, why the fuck are you on Facebook Live, Ben McLemore? Come I don't know. On. Uh, another story about Ben McLemore. He was in Ibiza with, on his honeymoon when he found out that he was going from Memphis to Sacramento for a second time of being in the Kings. Is Ibiza how you pronounce Ibiza? It's Ibiza. Is that is really Ibiza? Is that like when you say like España? Español. <laughs> 
I hate this. It's a beef up. I want some tamales. <laughs> we don't have to interrogate this further. It's fine. It's just a beef up. Also, Ben Declamore, what are you doing in a beef up? Like, come on. Get, I would get like some to reps. go. Get some reps. I mean, that one guy took a pill in Ibiza, and apparently he had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a whole song about it. It's very good. Okay, but the best story, and I think you can imagine why hey, I'm getting so much joy out of this, was that, did you know that Kyrie Irving found out he got traded from the Cavs to the Celtics while filming the seminal classic Uncle Drew? That's great. Wow. So here's what happened. Uh, he was sitting in a really cramped van where I think they were shooting the scene with Nate Robinson, Chris Weber, and Red. Reggie Miller. So Reggie Miller did an interview where he talked about the experience. Nate Robinson, Chris Webber's, and Reggie Miller's phones all ding. And they look down and they see the news that he got traded. Kyrie did not have his phone on him. So these three guys are just like looking at him and like a few seconds go by and they're just like not sure what to do. And Reggie Miller was like, this is your Kodak moment. <laughs> We're like, should we tell him? We should probably tell him. And then he's like, obviously we have to tell him. He's right there and he just doesn't have his phone. So they're the ones who broke the news to Kyrie. I mean, that's a good way for the news to break. Actually, I take this back because if we learned anything from the Eastern Conference finals this year, it's that Reggie Miller and Chris Webber are the two worst broadcasters on their own and put together... <laughs> is just, I legitimately muted the TV and like put on a podcast in the background because oh, I fine. couldn't stand the two of them talking with Marv Albert in the background like, oh, yeah, Steph Curry from three. Oh, I'm told it's from two and it was <laughs> shot by Brooke Lopez. Like, <laughs> it's totally different the people. worst broadcasting trio ever. Put Doris Burke in the booth right now. I would like that a lot. God, Did you put on like true crime? <laughs> Uh, I think it was a sports one. It was uh, it was Zach Lowe in the background. So it was like, oh, it's basketball while watching basketball. I'm surprised you didn't cover the Joe Ingles one. Have you heard the Joe Ingles one? No, I have not. So Joe Ingles, before he became an important player for the Utah Jazz, he was on the Los Angeles Clippers. And Joe Ingles is Australian and he wasn't getting a lot of playing time, but he was playing every now and then. And his wife was going to fly up to L.A. for a game in which Joe Ingles was going to play. And while his wife is mid-flight from Australia, he got waived by the Clippers. So not even traded, just straight waived. Oh, yeah. I was only looking at traded. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. So she was just on this very long flight and then landed. And then when she got service again, probably a message from Joe like, hey, babe, I know you just spent <laughs> oi, a lot of money. Oi, babe. <laughs> oi, babe. <laughs> I know you spent a lot <laughs> <laughs> I know you threw a lot of money on the plane Barbie. A lot of our Australian dollars on the Barbie. <laughs> but much like a boomerang, you're going to have to fly on back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I feel like every time I'm on a giant flight, I always get off and I'm like, the world could be dead right now. More than 12 hours. I would be like, it could be the future. I could have just flown into the future. It's possible. Could have gone through a black hole. Okay, yeah, and I could I could be the same age, and everyone else could be old. Whoa. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, wow, would these actually happen? Yeah, they actually happen. It's a it's a survey of some crazy things about why being basketball office is so strange. I still need LeBron to have to swipe in with his key card when he has to come into a game. That's very good. I need someone to tell LeBron that his tiny shorts are not proper office attire. Oh, I mean. It's a good luck. It is a part of a suit, though. You can suit however you want. There's no wrong way to wear clothes if you are in the NBA. That's you true. can wear anything and look tight. That's why when I get in the NBA, I'm just going to wear swimsuits exclusively. Do it. Yeah, that'd, going be, to. that'd be a flex. I'd love that. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Three on three. Okay, so for my three on three, I wanted to do something Kawhi Leonard inspired. Okay. <laughs> Kawhi's big in this episode. Yeah, Boardman I, gets paid, man. Boardman gets paid and talked about on horse. Kawhi used to be on the San Antonio Spurs. Mm -hmm. The San Antonio Spurs are sponsored by H-E-B. 
Okay. The San Antonio Spurs every year make very funny H-E-B commercials. And Kawhi was always used as the deadpan humor in those commercials. So what I ended up doing for three on three is the three best Spurs H-E-B commercials (laughs) and the three best basketball commercials from Foot Locker that don't feature the Spurs. You're gonna have to write this down for me so I can put it in the episode's description. We'll find okay. a way to do it. All right. So we want we have to start by covering the ones that are about food. For everyone that doesn't know what H E B is, if you have not had the pleasure of living in Texas, H E B is a comically large grocery store chain. Each building is larger than anything you could imagine. It's like if a convention center was a grocery store. That's H E B. H E B stands for Howard E. Butts, who is the founder. His last name is butts. You didn't know this, Brandon? Who's You're from Texas. How do you not know this? Let me pull it up. Hold on. Howard, Howard E. Butts. What is it about Howard E. Butts' life that Oh, sorry. Loves... I, I, I misspoke. It is founded <laughs> by Howard E. Butt, singular. <laughs> <laughs> that is somehow better. His name is just Butt? Yeah, Howard Edward Butt. Well, so you I, can see why the grocery store chain called, was not called Butts. It should have been called Butts. <laughs> I would have liked that. You know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything more about him. I'm ready. Look at this photo of Mr. Butt. I don't know if he's like a sir or something, but he's like looks like a royal knight here. We'll put this picture on horsehoops.com. Mr. Butt. Look at Mr. Butt. Chuck Butt. <laughs> yeah, that is Charles Butt, his father or his son. I'm not sure. <laughs> All old people are old. So H-E-B is a phenomenal grocery store that has so many different things, and they have a lot of branded stuff. So H-E-B brand has their own things, but they're actually mm-hmm. good. So like H-E-B salsa is actually tasty, and H-E-B ice cream is actually good. So they have I can all see why stuff. getting butt salsa would not be as tasty. <laughs> exactly. But you can get H-E-B pork butt. So, so you get pork you get butt, pork butt. Butt, yeah. pork butt. But... Damn it, I can't say the word butt anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but. So, uh, H-E-B always has these commercials featuring the Spurs because the Spurs play in San Antonio. H-E-B is centered in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. and they always have these commercials about the H-E-B original food items. And they're pretty good. There's a lot of super cuts on YouTube where it's just (laughs) all of the commercials from 2016, all of the commercials from 2017. And they take key players, and each player has their different sort of roles within it. So... Tony Parker is there as like, oh, he's French. Let's make fun of him for being French. Right. Manu Ginobili is in there because he's genuinely very good at acting. <laughs> he is phenomenal in these commercials. And his voice is so soothing because he has this wonderful Argentinian accent. I can't even imitate it, but it just sounds so pleasant. Patty Mills is in there because he is Australian and he just has a wonderful, happy Australian sounding accent. Mm. When Kawhi was on the Spurs, he was there as deadpan humor, just like, I'm Kawhi Leonard, would always be there. And then Tim Duncan was in all the commercials as like, oh, yes, the face of the franchise, the guy we all love, the (laughs) calm centered Tim Duncan. And then you get like Paul Gasol in there being Spanish and stuff. And then you get Rudy Gay in there being new member of the team. It is so fun. And I love that the Spurs have this history of being this boring franchise and, like, nothing fun about them. And then they do these wild and zany H-E-B commercials. It's so fun. I love being on local Texas uh, affiliates and only being able to see these commercials. But they're all on YouTube, thankfully. So let's go into these three best H-E-B commercials. So the first of which covers H-E-B prime steaks. The whole joke of this commercial is that Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili are eating prime steaks, so thus, they have become very fancy and are saying (laughs) fancy words. So let me play the commercial for you. Oh my god. I say, this prime one is quite divine, don't you think? Quite. Almost as marvelous as my new painting. 
What's going on, guys? Oh, they're eating HB Prime One steaks. They're like the steaks you get at fancy restaurants. They tend to go a little bit overboard. Splendid. Quite. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Fancy some steak wine. Indubitably. Good show, old sport. <laughs> you know, in my head, I was just envisioning like your local car salesman just like sets up a camera in front of his dealership and it just like it all sounds terribly. That was extremely well made. These are all incredibly well produced. Yeah. I love that one just because you get Kawhi at the end going, indubitably. Indubi board man, indubitably, <laughs> board man get paid. <laughs> only in $1,000 bills. I only get paid in stakes. In gold coins. <laughs> yes, I only get paid in HEB Prime stakes. One of my favorite things of the commercials is that Tim Duncan is, his role in these commercials is like, uh, damn it. Like, he's, he's <laughs> I just, have to explain the product. <laughs> he's just, uh, why do I have to put up with these people? And that is the theme of the second commercial. So the second one is about Greek yogurt. Okay. And Tim Duncan comes back from a day of practice seeing his teammates acting very silly. Why? <laughs> Why are there the specific product commercials? That's what makes it great. A lot of them feature meat, which is very Texas. It, it like a lot, a lot of, of them are about barbecuing and grilling and steaks and stuff like that. I think but you're going to be like, then, look at these discounts. And, but you're like, no, all right, this is for this one specific brand. It's always purely just for the HEB branded stuff. And they all have wild names. Like for some reason, all of the HEB sauces start with that. Which I don't know why. It's that green salsa and that red salsa. I don't understand why. <laughs> so here's the Greek yogurt commercial. Okay. Hi, Tim. Why is everyone Greek? We're inspired by the new HEB 100 calorie Greek yogurt. It's a perfect post-workout snack. Y'all look ridiculous. Especially you, Kawhi. My mom made it. Opa. Once you try all the new flavors, you'll want to wear one too. That's not happening. Toga. Toga. No. No. So forever. <laughs> Come on. My mom made it. For, Opa. for everyone listening, Tim Duncan comes in, opens a fridge that only has Greek yogurt in it. His Greek yogurt fridge, obviously. Grabs a Greek yogurt and then looks at all of his spurs who are all wearing like nice, well put together togas and then different accessories made out of like paper and cardboard. So Patty Mills has like a cardboard <laughs> lute and Manu Ginobili has a wreath of leaves made out of paper around his head. So everyone like looks pretty well put together. And then Kawhi just has like a patterned child bed sheets wrapped bed very sheet haphazardly which is a hundred percent what Kawhi, if yeah. you told Kawhi to come to a toga party he would grab the first thing in his closet without checking what the actual pattern was mm -hmm. very funny this is just uh, it's so fun just Tim Duncan's exasperation of why is everyone Greek <laughs> the the underrated part of that commercial is the Spurs mascot which is like a mm -hmm. dingo he's a coyote he was just coyote who's just like standing there mm -hmm. with his like, dead eyes the coyote is easily one of the best mascots in the entire NBA, but yeah, he makes a great appearance in the commercials because he's not in every single commercial, but every now and then he comes in and it's always fun. It's like the whole team was involved, including the Coyote. Mm -hmm. It's very, very good. I also really enjoy when Patty Mills says H-E-B because since he's from Australia, he says H, <laughs> which is very good. Big. It's H-E-B. <laughs> and I really like it. So for the final commercial, which I think is the best one, it is purely 100% the entire bit is that it's making fun of Patty Mills for being Australian. Great, great. So this entire commercial is just playing on the fact that Patty Mills 
is from Australia. Smells great, fellas. What's cooking? H-E-B specialty burgers. You have the brisket burger, the blue cheese burger. Don't forget the salmon burger. Sounds great. Can I have some? Sure. So we should... I don't know. Share? No. We would need to... Uh, cook more? Come on, man. You know what we want. Toss another burger on the barbie. Yes! <laughs> I love his accent. Why would you toss a burger at a barbie? <laughs> Before you get the little stinger at the end, it's still very good because Manu Ginobili in a very Argentinian accent is like, I love his accent. <laughs> but yeah, Kawhi just pure deadpan. Oh, wait, wait, we should we should put a burger on the barbie. Well, yeah, Kawhi just straight deadpan. Why would you throw a burger at a barbie? <laughs> thinking he's talking about the dolls. These commercials are so well written. That was 100% I was going to say. Another underrated part, another appearance by the coyote just who is grilling, grilling the, the entire time. <laughs> I need stops. to know who's in that suit who's just like, all right, you're going to stand next. I know it's going to be hot. You just need to stand there and look like you're grilling. Go. <laughs> Beautiful acting. They're really well done. And they're all like 20 or 30 seconds. It's great. So those are my three favorite Spurs ones. It was very hard just to pick three, so the ones that are going to be on the five-on-five five are very good. Okay, <laughs> like they're they're very fun. So the next commercials are all presented by Foot Locker, and they're a bit longer, so I don't know if we're going to be able to play the whole thing, but we'll at least talk about the main highlights and get the key bits in there. The first of which is a Russell Westbrook commercial that makes fun of NBA commercials. So it's about his Jordan brand shoes, but it's making fun of like the cliche Gatorade commercials where it's like dimly lit and like all this other stuff. So it's it's just a very wonderfully meta commercial. Hey, Fresh Jordan's from Foot Locker. It's really nice, just like you. So I guess you're ready to fly. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> you ready to get up at 5 a.m.? And you ready for a gross breakfast? And you ready for epic theme music? And you ready to run in an abandoned part of town? And you ready to work on your shot in a dramatically lit gym? And you ready for the contact drill scene? And you ready to be told you're not ready? Yo, son, why you be like Mike? And retire. And you ready for the cliche tire flipping scene? And you ready for this and some of these? Don't do that. And you ready to exercise in an unnecessarily hot room? Can I just go back to the dramatically lit gym? And you ready for a close-up with sweat dripping off your nose? Ready for this? <laughs> Russell Westbrook is an underrated actor. I think he's very good. The commercial's fun because it partially plays on Russell Westbrook being a complete sociopath. Yes, <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's like splashes a dude with water to wake him up. Here, drink eggs for breakfast. He would do that. <laughs> I would not trust him to actually do something kind for me. It's... I feel like he'd be like, I heard you like shoes, so... I got this child here to make you a shoe for you. It's like, I don't want to look at the kid who made me a shoe. <laughs> don't make me do that. But it's just, it's so fun to make fun of these cliche commercials with making fun of things like the dramatically lit gym, the unnecessarily hot room, the tire flipping scene, the sweat dripping down your nose. Like, And what's so fun about the commercials is that they, they shoot them just like those commercials do. Mm. So it's making fun of it, but also doing it. It's really well done and it's very well put together. And then you just get Russell Westbrook being Russell Westbrook, which is great. I also love the beginning of it where the premise is that someone is playing basketball on an outdoor court and they're just shooting by themselves and then Russell Westbrook comes up <laughs> and he says nice shoes and the person's reaction is not holy shit their reaction <laughs> is like oh yes you are wearing the same shoes as me Russell Westbrook I love that oh it's my good friend Russell Westbrook nice shoes bruh I'm glad you're shooting at this outdoor court <laughs> Russell Westbrook would acknowledge that it's cliched but still makes you do all of this whack shit yep is like hey uh you're gonna have to flip this tire and you're like 
isn't that kind of lame? He's like, it is, but you're gonna have to flip this tire. <laughs> I'm gonna throw water on you a lot. It's like that seems unnecessary. He's like, still gonna do it. The water throwing is very good. I also love the exasperated, sweaty guy just saying, "Can we go back to the dramatically lit gym?" <laughs> I also like uh, Spike Lee showing Spike up for, Lee showing for a up second, very good. which I didn't know Spike Lee had enough of a sense of humor about himself to do that. Oh, he definitely does. He's yeah. very fun. That's like he laughed at himself at the Oscars when they made fun of the Knicks. Like, I mean, that's when he won an Oscar. So it kind of balanced each other out. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's very it's fun. I just also the line of like, why do you why don't you be like Jordan and retire and have a gambling addiction? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for my second favorite Foot Locker commercial. It is one that I did not know existed until I started doing some research, and I'm very glad I found it. It's presented by Kids Foot Locker, and it's called Joakim Noah Says the Joakimiest Things to Kids. The Joakimiest Things? It's a Joakim Noah commercial for children, which is bonkers. It's time for Joakim Noah Says the Joakimiest Things to Kids. Do you ever hang out with a mascot? You mean Hank the Raccoon? Yeah, that's my man. He loves my fresh Adidas ZX Fluxes. But Joakim, your mascot isn't a raccoon. So, that was just a normal raccoon? Oh no. I let him borrow my car. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yep, it's Where amazing. Where was I? Where was I when all these commercials happened? Dog, you gotta be watching them. It was... <laughs> where I was when Joakim Noah was enough was famous enough to be on a commercial and why I wasn't watching this Footlocker commercial. I just, his delivery of, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I let him borrow my car. So I also good. let him open a bank account in my name. I also left him alone with my wife. I need to check on Hank the Raccoon. It's so good. That, he's my guy. Like, again, pretty good acting by Joakim Noah Good. Here. I think he's really fucking weird. Oh, he's a weirdo, he's such dude. A weirdo. When he was on the Knicks, when he was in this weird state where we, like, weren't letting him play with the team because he was, like, injured, but maybe not. He was in the jungle in South America with all of his beard and hair grown all out wild, and he was smoking weed like crazy mm. and posting all these inspirational Instagram stuff. It does not surprise me. I just, like, he always just, like, had a weird vibe around him. And that's why they made this commercial. It's like, what if we had Joakim Noah just being weird? And then some and a footlocker was like, yes. And yes, and mm -hmm. let's put some kids in the room. <laughs> right. Who should we get for this children's commercial for kids footlocker? Joe Kimoa, arguably the scariest person in the league right now. <laughs> he seemed we're good at defense. Also, he's a fucking weirdo. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect fit. So I love it. I also just I love that Foot Locker does not shy away from the the heavy product placement in there. Just like he loves my Adidas Fly XZYs. <laughs> like they don't shy away from it. And I think it's great. They know what they're doing. I think that like fits in the script is like Joakim Noah knows exactly the fucking skews of his mm -hmm. shoes. Yep. I love that. He loves my zero zero one one two three in Volt Green. <laughs> So we get to the final commercial. Like, I don't know how this could be better than the, the Jokemius things. Jokemius also a very good, very, very fun. good line. It's a very fun word to say. Jokemius. Jokemius. Listen, multitude is the Jokemius. It's the Jokemius audio collective out there. I think it is. So this last one is another Russell Westbrook one. And I like this one just because there's a lot of fun cameos, and you also get Russell Westbrook being a complete savage at the end, which is very fun. It's funny how Russell Westbrook and Kawhi have shown up so much in our lists and just on horse so much, because they're both just like sociopaths. <laughs> they're in complete different ways, where Russell Westbrook doesn't care about any other human, yeah. and Kawhi Leonard just doesn't process that he should. Right. <laughs> it's so great. I love the NBA. Russ. 
Hey, I, I just got the new Jordan 29 Lowe's from Foot Locker. Trying to be just like you. Well, man, if you work hard, continue to do your best. Excuse me, can yeah. I interrupt? Kid, the odds of you becoming one of the best rebounding guards in the league and a four-time All-Star are not good. From a physiological perspective, you'd have to have the same muscle mass, build, genes, diet. Shooting mechanics, height, timing, fast twitch muscle fibers. Do you think you have Russell's mitochondrial enzyme activity? I'm pretty sure you don't have Russell's mitochondrial enzyme activity. Unless you share Russell's identical emotional makeup, there's no way you could match his intensity or his clutch factor. No, I didn't mean exactly like Russell. Even if you did play like Russell, you would never have his same sense of style. Can't put feathers on a dog and call it a chicken. I tell him that all the time. What does that even mean? He means it ain't gonna happen, honey. It's statistically impossible. Do what I did. Just give up. Don't listen to them, kid. Just be yourself. I was trying to be like Jalen. Really? No. <laughs> this is so much happening in that commercial. So much going on. There's cameos from Dr. Phil, the sports science guy, which, like, that's going to be a whole thing that we cover at one point. Because sports science is bonkers. This is a program on ESPN where they just do crazy deep dives into, like, athletes. But then they always make these weird analogies where they're like, Russell Westbrook jumps at the velocity that it would take a bear to stop a truck driving at 80 miles an hour. Shaquille O'Neal dunks in the same way that if the moon ran into the earth, it would be the same amount of power. If the force at which Kendrick Perkins blocked the ball was applied in an earthquake, it would be a category. 12. <laughs> like, it's these analogies that make no fucking sense that puts no, nothing into perspective at all. If, if we took the probability that Clay Thompson would nail a three and apply it to climate change, we'd be dead in the next few years. The speed at which James Harden changes directions is equivalent if put over the course of a mile to that of a Formula One car. <laughs> cool, Russell, thanks. <laughs> Russell Westbrook is a motorcycle. That's it. It's not an analogy. It's true. So you get all these fun cameos, but none are better than Dr. Phil being in there. Just sh like if you if I told you at the start of this, there's a lot of celebrity cameos. Would you have picked Dr. Phil in a lineup of a thousand people? The one that's the wildest is uh, Melissa Rivers. Oh, that's, that's a woman who that from is. E. I think I'm yeah. pretty sure. Is she related to Joan Rivers? She is her daughter. daughter. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, so fashion. She also did Fashion Police, right, which is right, why right. she was on the red carpet talking yeah. about fashion. Going for the first three, which was Jalen Rose, mm -hmm. sports science guy, and vague, that other guy. Vague I, doctor who isn't famous. Going from Jalen Rose to the ESPN guy, and then all of a sudden, hard pivot to Dr. Phil and Melissa Rivers. I'm and like, then the kid's mom. The kid's mom, and then that pizza guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why is this pizza guy giving up? I feel so bad for him. <laughs> is he okay? It's a wonderful commercial. And then the best part of it is at the end where Russell Westbrook just makes fun of Jalen Rose for no reason. <laughs> to his face. In the premise of this entire, I mean, I guess he's standing up for the kid by making fun of Jalen Rose. In the premise of this thing, this kid sees Russell Westbrook sitting in a chair in a hotel lobby and says, hey, Russell Westbrook, I bought the same shoes that you're wearing. I'm trying to be like you. Lots of kids are saying that to Russell Westbrook. I know, it's wild. <laughs> and then a lot of people are telling this kid he'll never be Russell Westbrook. I guess Russell Westbrook, the only way he can stand up for this kid is by making fun of Jalen Rose. I really appreciate this because Jalen Rose was he was fine in his NBA playing career like he was very good but no consideration of the Hall of Fame at all and now with him being so popular in the media I think it's like a part reclamation project to make people think he was better than he actually was I well, think that he might actually end up getting in the Hall of Fame just because of his presence and I mean the the Fab Five the five University of Michigan players who kind of like revolutionized college basketball and much like Allen Iverson did in the NBA mm -hmm. 
were able to celebrate their black identity and hip hop in the 90s. But like they were extremely important. So I, I wonder if they're going to put each one of them individually in because I feel like all of them have kind of a case because Juwan Howard is now coaching Michigan. Right. So now he's going to be back in and Chris Webber has also been. Well, Chris Webber doesn't talk to any of the guys on the Fab Five anymore. So like mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. So I feel like they just need to put all of the Fab Five in and just like deal with it. No, as like an entity, not like in, yeah. as individual players. Right. Regardless, it brings me joy to see someone take Jalen Rose down a peg. And, you know, shout out to Jalen Rose for being okay with being in this commercial where, like, hi, we would like to make fun of you on this. Is this chill? Like, it makes me like him more that he's like, yes, you can just make fun of me where, where Russell says I was trying to be like you. Really? No. No. <laughs> When I search for gifts, I just search for Russell Westbrook now. They're all like, good. Regardless of what it is, They're I just search Russell good. Westbrook. He has so many quality gifts. He's a great no face. He has a Doesn't, great every face. No. Jay-Z should learn from Russell Westbrook. Ha-ha! So, <laughs> those, oh, no! <laughs> Jigga man. So, those are my three favorite You're crazy Spurs. crazy this one, Russ! <laughs> You're crazy. It's your boy! So, these are my three favorite Spurs and my three favorite, not Spurs, NBA basketball commercials. Well, I'm going to be watching these for the rest of the day, so this horse episode is going to come out on Tuesday. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse. Horse is hosted by Mike Schubert and Eric Silver. It is edited and mixed by Eric Silver. The social media is run by Mike Schubert. The art is by Allison Wakeman. The website is by Kelly Beckman. And the music is by Bettina Campamanes. Special thanks to our producer-level patrons, Baran Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross, Papa, Akano, Woucher Vandermaiden, Cody Powell, Salvador Testa, Trust the Process, James Harden went to Arizona State, Hufflebuff Hillary, Elizabeth Agathen, and Samantha Rose. Mike, you know who has the jokemious social media presence? Multitude, or our patrons. <laughs> Us. Us. Nice. <laughs> I did it. You can find us on social <laughs> you can find us on the internet at Horse Hoops on Instagram and Facebook and Horse underscore Hoops on Twitter because, as we say in every single episode, it's because Horse Hoops was banned. Ru- no, it's because, or I thought it was because it was run by the raccoon. Hey, the <laughs> raccoon is probably running Twitter. That's how they're not keeping up on their safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website is horsehoops.com, which has all of our research and the visual stuff you couldn't see because this is a podcast. All of those clips from these commercials will be on there. Do not worry. And if you want some bonus content like the other commercials that didn't make the cut overtime where eric and i just talk about basketball other fun things stickers merchandise you can head on over to patreon.com slash horse hoops we just posted outtakes from our most recent interviews from episode 24 with zach mizell and with andrew lopez and you gotta check that out very fun mike you know who is in fact the joe keeviest audio collective out there multitude it is multitude multitude is an audio collective of independent shows who are working to make podcasting better and we make shows that we love but that does not mean we can't make fun of them as we do on this podcast all the time that is Spirits, that is Join the Party, that is Potterless, that is Waystation, and that is Horse. If you want to check us out, you can go to Multitude.Productions, and you can go on Twitter and find us at Multitude Shows. And remember, go to Multitude.Productions slash live to buy tickets to see us at the Bell House, June 21st, Brooklyn, New York. Gonna be fucking dope. Do it. And as we end every episode, we're gonna put our hands in the middle and say something on the count of three, and I think it's only fitting that we say what Ennis Cantor should have said at the end of this thing and say, I love Ennis Cantor on three. <laughs> two, yes. One, One two, two, three. three. I, I love Ennis Cantor. I'm going to text this and send this to all of your New York Knicks Facebook groups that you're in. It's okay. He's been fine. He was nice after he left our team. It's true. I like him so much more now that he's an international terrorist. I like weird? him so much more that he's not on the Knicks anymore because he's not good. <laughs>